We are I. When and why did we bestow thinking and especially critical thinking upon other people in relationship to our sovereignty, ourself, our our person, us, us as human beings? Like when did we take this, this ultimate gift, thought? When did we take thought process? When did when did we take all this and and willfully hand it off to other people? And say, I'm going to bestow this responsibility onto you to think for me so I don't have to think for myself. Like, when was that? And why was it? And I look at two very different aspects of life that are extremely simple. Urban and rural. And I believe that this is really the fundamental crux of where a lot of things in our world kind of go awry. And... This is one of them as well. Because growing up in a rural environment, and the more rural it gets, the more you have to think. Like You do not have a choice. You have to wake up every day and critically think. You have to wake up every day and solve actual, real, tangible problems that have immediately to do with your survival. Growing up on a farm, you know, I remember being extremely young, you know, like, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. You know, I remember being very, very young, helping my dad fix things on our farm and not, not little things. I'm not talking about change a light switch. I'm talking about, you know, taking the harrows off a heroin packer hitch and, you know, like fixing blown hydraulic lines on our, our equipment. And I used to, I remember asking my dad, you know, like, like, you know, like, how come we do this? Like, like, how do you know how to do this? And he's like, son, if he's like, I can't call somebody every time something breaks, it could take them literally days to get here. You know, they have other farmers to go see. He's like, I don't, we can't just call somebody and they just show up and fix it. And he's just like, and on top of that, like just like the cost associated with it. He's like, we don't have the time nor the finances to be calling somebody every single time something breaks. We need to be able to fix it. That's why we change our own oil. That's why we plow our own yard and driveway. That's why we fix our own equipment to our best ability. That's why we do these things. And then we learn how to problem solve and we learn how to be able to master these problems later on in life because you being able to critically think when you're young is going to transfer to when you're older. This is what he was telling me without understanding that he was telling me this. When my dad parked one of our trucks in the middle of our yard when I was, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, he handed me an oil filter and a wrench. And he said, I want you to change the oil. And I'm like, how in the hell do I change oil? And he pointed to the oil pan and he pointed to the drain plug and he pointed to the oil filter. And he's like, you can come get me if you need me, but I want you to try to figure this out on your own. You know, and after taking the oil plug out and getting oil all over me and same thing with the oil filter and all this kind of stuff, it's like, yes, my dad could have said, you know, take the drain plug out, 
go off to the side. It's going to get a little bit on your hand or your arm, but bring a rag, you know, get that drain plug backed out just enough and it's about to fall out, you know, then one, two, three, pull the turn the last a little bit and pull and rip your hand out of the way and hopefully you just don't get that much on. Wait until all the oil is drained out, then take the oil filter out. You could have told me all that. But what do you think is the better lesson? Me going through it and slightly fucking it up a little bit and having to get cleaned up myself? Or him just telling me how to do it? He's, he's allowing me to develop the skills of critical thinking. You know, and we rob our, ourselves of the opportunity. We rob children, our next generation, the opportunity to be able to critically think and master these problems in life. Because this transfers to everything, where then you look at everything through a scientist and an engineer's mind. What's the problem? I don't mind fucking things up because that's how I learn. And let's continue to adapt and evolve and make it better. And then if I need a tool or if I need something, I can go make that. Where I can modify this to be able to suit my needs. Because that's the classic farmer's motto. Is like, you know, I go to the store and I buy something. And then I actually make it what I need. Because every farmer retrofits something, cuts this off, slashes that off, welds this on. You know, that's just the way farmers work. That's what happens when you work or when you grew up in a rural environment. And that all of those things do not happen. You have to go so far out of your way or if you, you have to hire somebody or go into a class or something to be able to create that environment for kids in urban environments. And how many do? They don't. And this kind of mentality goes into people too. Like I firmly believe that you can then look at people and you can say like, I understand and I value this person and this person may be struggling with something, but I have empathy with them because I've struggled with these other things too. And I've learned how to overcome that so I can give them the compassion to be able to overcome what they're going through. This is the trickle down effect in so many different areas. And I see this from people who have accomplished real things and especially have accomplished real things with their parents. And where this actually transfers into, you know, my thought process here this morning is, is journalism. You know, I got sucked into this yesterday for this vote in the House of Commons where, you know, obviously the conservatives were the only ones who voted to be able to take down the mandates for flying and the restrictions for flying, even though the international community is calling upon Canada to stop these ridiculous, outdated, archaic mandates for vaccinated and unvaccinated travelers in and out of Canada because it is crippling the aviation industry and there's a trickle-down effect worldwide. So not only is it Canadian citizens, but it's also the international community that's calling upon them as well. Well, you know what? Conservatives are the only ones who decide to vote yay and it gets vehemently voted down because of the Liberals and the NDP's coalition majority government. So we could see this coming. Why would they give up that power? They won't. We've proven this multiple times in the past. But then all of a sudden I start to get messages from people and I see, you know, people online, Pierre didn't even vote. Fuck him. You know, he said that he's against these mandates and he doesn't even vote. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I screenshot it and I tweeted to him being like, can you explain to your, like, can you explain yourself? Then I realized after I did that, he already did and said, and he already went publicly and said, you know, I vehemently oppose these archaic mandates I have from the beginning. 
but there is a technical error and I couldn't vote. And he's like, I'm going to go to the House of Commons tomorrow and I'm going to make it known that my vote could not be counted and how I stand. He had already said that, but because I didn't look into it slightly enough, because I didn't go in and look, I just wanted to be able to get retribution for what I felt was wrong. And this is the problem because we trust, we used to be able to trust journalists in telling us that we were getting an objective view of the of the events now because we have that mentality that we can trust journalism even when people who aren't journalists give us news we want to treat it the same way we don't want to vet it to make sure that it is authentic we just emotionally get latched onto this environment and then go talk about it and retweet it or post it on instagram but this is wrong we should not be doing this because the one thing that we know is we cannot trust journalism anymore and there might have only been a very small point in time that we could because we know the amount of disinformation from journalists themselves, and especially here in Canada, from organizations like the CBC and Global News and a lot of these major legacy media outlets is terrible. It is absolutely terrible because it's not journalism. It is their opinion, and it's been proven time and time again that their opinion is wrong. But we all we all need to be accountable for this. We all need to, at our own individual level, push back and say, no, I need to do maybe even five or 10 or 20 minutes of investigation before I'm just going to throw that out there. And what is it? Like, look at it. Spend that time. You have the time. Don't just emotionally get latched into this environment because we owe it to ourselves to be able to investigate what this means because the only people this affects is us as individuals to go through the day because now I'm even carrying this into the next day and talking about it on this podcast here this morning because I need to apologize to myself. I broke my own set of morals and ethics in regards to this situation and I got wrapped up in it and I reposted it and I should have vetted the information myself because I always try to take things with a grain of salt because then when I form my opinion, my opinion is rock fucking solid and I don't feel like I gave myself that opportunity through this sequence of events, which I feel like I then let myself down. But we all need to hold ourselves to this same the same accountability. We all need to be accountable to ourselves to this degree because we owe it to ourselves, because we owe it to our neighbor, we owe it to our communities. Because they used to do this. They used to do this routinely. And, I, and the younger I was, the more I did this. And I do not want to let myself down at a critical point in my life when I'm 39 years old this year and I have children and I have people around me and I, I air out this podcast. I have a duty and a responsibility to myself to make sure that I stand true to my morals and my ethics and my values as a person to be able to, to make sure that I'm plotting the course that I want to plot for my life. So my question of the day is something a little bit more simple. Do you think that living in a rural environment creates better humans than living in an urban environment.